0: Welcome everyone to 100 Breaths with Gavin McGay, the podcast. Ride with me on this journey of discovery and personal development as we uncover, discover and knock down the walls that are stopping us from achieving a deeper purpose and living a peaceful, fulfilled life. Now remember, we never set out to be world famous, we set out to make a world famous difference. And that is our intention here every day at 100 breaths. So what have we got in store for you today? Well, let's check out that word intention. It's a pretty powerful word, isn't it? And I thought I'd have a deep dive today and we're going to dive into the art of intention. And what does intention really mean? How do we use it? Is intention important to us? Does intention really matter? Now, intentions are closely related to other states, such as beliefs and desires. So think of an intention as a precursor to a desire. Now, when you frame an intention as the ability to perform an activity, that will lead to a desired outcome. Another way to think of intention is, an intention is something you mean to do, whether you achieve it or not. So how does that one sit for you as you're listening in today? An intention is something that you mean to do, whether you achieve it or not. Now, that's an interesting expression, isn't it? Because we can all have the greatest of intentions. Now, the way I interpret that statement is, it creates the distinction between a doer and a sayer. And I'm talking here about a doer and a sayer of intentions. Let's also think of it this way. A sayer will state the intention to everyone who is willing to listen. A sayer of intention lives in a make-believe world of amazing possibilities, desires and outcomes. A sayer will state things like, I intend to pick up all of the money that falls from the money tree. In other words, living in fantasy continually. A Sayer will state his or her New Year intentions with no belief attached to the desired outcome. A Sayer will share his or her intention with his or her work colleagues and will be confused and disappointed and upset when no one shows any interest. A Sayer will engage in powerful self-talk of intentions And then allow the ego and the monkey mind to reinforce the belief that these are not possible, nor are they in the sayer's best interest. So here's what I feel is the difference between a sayer and a doer when it comes to intentions. For me, a doer will have already lived out the intention in his or her mind before any activity takes place. You see, every intention you create needs a corresponding activity or a set of activities, for the intention to be started, maintained, and completed. So how do you create your intentions? What takes place in the body and the mind for intentions to become an activity? So I thought a really good example of this would be to go back through the Great Cycle Challenge that I recently completed in October. And I thought I'd share with you the intentions that I set before the month had begun, and how those intentions unfolded, by the activities that I took on a daily basis and the completion of the activity to meet the desired outcomes. What beliefs did I hold about these intentions? What took place daily that kept me on purpose with my intentions? And what role did the monkey mind play with my intentions? So let's take a look at the intentions I set. Now I documented these 15 intentions into my daily journal and here they are. Number one, I intended to ride further than the last challenge. Two, I intended to raise double what I had previously raised. Three, I intended to stay off alcohol until I reached my ride goal. Four, I intended to have a conscious awareness with my diet and refueling my body. Five, I intended to ride all of the kilometres with no toolkit on my bike Six, I intended to get no punches or have no mechanical breakdowns for the month. Seven, I intended to respond to every person or business that donated to the cause to support my ride and support the Children's Medical Research Institute. Eight, I intended to do something special for our local hospital children's ward at the end of the month. Nine, I intended to record a podcast episode with a CMRI scientist before the month ended. 10. I intended to record and photograph every ride I did. 11. I intended to share the journey across social media platforms and with my clients and prospects. 12. I intended to bring community awareness to 100 Breaths and Mammals Murmurs. 13. I intended to celebrate as each goal was met. Fourteen, I intended to reward myself with something for me at the completion of the month. Fifteen, I intended to listen to my body and take action to rest, repair and rejuvenate as required. So every one of these intentions needed an activity or a set of activities to take place. And the first activity that took place was my visualisation of the entire month. I visualised achieving all of my goals and intentions in my mind and aligning to the associated feelings of accomplishment before I had left on my first ride. So in reality, what I was doing was I was feeling and creating a future as if I was in that future now and this was how I intended it to be. Now, that might sound a little bit ahead of myself or a little bit outside of myself, but it is such a powerful thing to do, creating your own future in your mind by how you feel. And you can do this not only with intentions, but with anything that you want to bring into your life. Think of that. Think of the feelings of what you want to create into your life and live in them as if they're already here. So you're probably sitting back there thinking, well, look, that's a whole lot of intentions there, 15 intentions. Well, how did I go on those 15 intentions? Well, I'm really proud to say that I met and completed every intention that I set. And the month unfolded exactly as I visualised it would. Now, I'm not saying that some days were not extremely challenging and fitting in all of those intentions around all of the other activities that were happening in my life, such as assisting to raise our 18-month-old son, work commitments, extended family commitments, etc. But the thing was that I allowed every day to simply unfold as it needed to unfold. And there were some things that needed my attention every day in preparation to meet the intended outcomes later in the month but myself and the team just got on with focusing on the task at hand and moving to the next task. As you may know I've followed the work of Dr. Wayne Dyer for many years and Dr. Dyer wrote The Power of Intention and within this book he talks about the seven faces of intention. He states that learning to master the seven faces of intention is key to living an intentional life. These seven faces represent both the ways in which you are already expressing your intention and the ways in which you can begin to develop this intention more consciously. He writes that by banishing doubt and trusting your intuitive feelings, you clear a space for the power of intention to flow through. So let's have a look at his seven faces of intention. Let's explore them. Number one, be creative. The first phase of intention is creativity. Creativity is essential to living an intentional life because it allows you to begin to see connections and opportunities that you were not conscious of before. You see, the universe does not work in a linear, logical manner. Synchronicity will emerge from unexpected and seemingly random places when you are prepared for it. By training yourself to become more creative and allowing your natural expression to flow forth, you can begin to tap into more of this energy. Number two, be kind. Kindness and compassion are cornerstones of any true spiritual practice. Being kind in all circumstances requires you to gain a higher perspective and begin to see the world from another's point of view. When you are kind, you emit a radiant positive energy, and you let the universe know that peace and well-being are important to you. This sets your intention and clears the way for the manifestation of more positive experiences into your life. So you can even relate being kind back to creativity, or I certainly can when I put those two together. Now number three he talks about is be love. He says, love is a quality that you create for yourself. When you emit a vibration of love, you prepare to receive more of that same energy from those around you. In other words, when it comes to love, you get what you give. Dr. Dyer writes that you were intended from a state of love, which is why you must love in order to create intentions for yourself. And that the key to doing this is to focus on a spirit of loving cooperation rather than competition over others. In order to create an inspired intentional life, then you should practice instilling the feeling of love into every situation you encounter. This love may take many forms, from a romantic partner to a family member, or even to the cashier in the grocery store, or a driver who cuts you off in traffic. By learning to love unconditionally, you create more space for love in your life to blossom. Number four, be beauty. Beauty is everywhere around you. It doesn't matter whether you are at the beach, on a mountainside, or staring at an urban construction site. If you look for it, you will find it. Learning to appreciate this beauty everywhere is an essential aspect of awakening you into your divine nature. And as you begin to see it, even in unexpected moments, it will become more and more prevalent for you, forming a stronger and stronger part of your vibration. So be beauty. Number five, be ever expansive. The key to intention is to balance an appreciation for the joy, beauty and abundance that is already before you with the desire to continue to grow and expand. Wherever you are, At whatever stage in your growth you may be, whether physical, intellectual, material or spiritual, there will always be more you can desire of yourself. Learning to create these desires and expand joyfully without invalidating where you are right now is a powerful practice. So that's number five, be ever expansive. Number six, be abundant. We live in an abundant, thriving universe. At the core of your being, you are, in essence, part of an infinite field of energy. This energy births you and everything in your world, and since you are a part of this energy, you can tap into it to create anything you choose for yourself. We restrict ourselves when we think of abundance only in terms of money. In truth, it is everywhere. From the leaves on the trees around you, to the love you can feel for others. Becoming attuned to this abundance, you will attract more of it in all forms into your life. That's quite powerful. Be abundant. Number seven, be receptive. Lastly, Dr. Dyer writes that the key to receiving your intention is to become more receptive to it. When we try to outline specific ways in which our desires will unfold, we limit ourselves and often miss the very unfolding we seek receptivity enables you to remain curious excited and open about your desires so you can experiencing so you can experience them more fully now that's a really interesting one for me because if you go back to earlier in the podcast when i spoke about just allowing each day to unfold. So I didn't limit myself in relation to forcing how they were going to unfold. I just allowed each day and how the day unfolded for me, living in the belief and living in the experience that I had already achieved them. So every day as I went about the day... I just allowed it to be for what it truly was. I think it was around about the 25th or the 26th of, of the month I had already completed my road goal. So then I just kept unfolding each of the days into the other intentions that I set, which was doing something for one of our local hospitals, recording the podcast with the research scientists, spreading the message getting more people engaged with us and our community here at 100 breaths so interesting i just thought i'd share those seven faces of intention from dr wayne dyer where does intention sit for you given what we've shared today how are you feeling about the word intention are you a doer or a sayer now there's three pieces of advice I can give to a sayer of intentions. Number one is learn to keep your mouth closed. Number two. Find someone that is a doer of intentions and model them. Learn from them. Ask questions of them. Shift your belief when it comes to intention. Number three. If you are going to share your intentions with others, you better make sure to give it your full attention. So they're my three little pieces of advice to a sayer of intentions. Now you might have some advice from for them yourself. You might have some advice for me. So there you have it. The Art of Intention. The mammal has murmured once again on 100 breaths and we welcome any comments and feedback that you may have. Simply go on over to 100breaths.com.au to find out more about us. If you enjoyed the podcast please share with your friends and colleagues. And as we close out this episode I always finish the show with a question. And that question is who are you breathing for today and why? Well today the mammal is breathing for Daphne. Daphne was a part of our local community and she was loved by many. She spent the last few years of her life looking after her husband Tony before she took ill herself and passed away recently from cancer. We love you Daphne and know that you are looking over us all. Thank you all for joining us on 100 Breaths and bye for now.